Welcome to Embodied Magnetism, a podcast dedicated to giving you the tools and knowledge for your deepest personal healing and most authentic self-expression. I'm Kerry, I'm a teacher of Tantra and the Sacred Feminine Arts and an embodiment and empowerment coach. I bring you the teaching, tools and transmissions to reconnect you with your personal sovereignty, revolutionize your relationship with your body and mind and transform the way you view yourself and your intimate relationships. In this show, we don't play on the surface, we go straight to the depths. So if you like going against the grain and you're ready to follow that calling that there is far more for you in this lifetime than what you've been taught, then stick around for the conversations that are happening in this space. And before we begin, I want to deeply honor the people of the Bundjalung Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is created. I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast. The recording you'll hear today is from a Facebook Live I did over in my Facebook group, Embodied Feminine Power. And if you're not over there already, I'll pop the link in the show notes below so you can get over there and receive the free teachings plus a bunch of other good stuff each week. So let's get into it. Today's episode is all around the feminine essence and working with our tendency to sacrifice our needs and desires in relationship. Enjoy. Cool. So today we're going in on the actual topic. We're going into this topic of self-abandonment of the feminine um, and the the feminine essence in general. I'll be talking into that a bit so you get more of an idea of kind of the patterns of that, what that means, and the way that we so beautifully as feminine beings are able to self-sacrifice and sacrifice our own needs for love and for validation and all of those pieces so I'll be speaking to it primarily from the context of like intimate relationships but of course it penetrates all areas of our lives like these patterns you know we show up in these ways everywhere intimate relationship is just the greatest um, mirror for these patterns and these things so you can apply it really anywhere in your life whether that be career friendships all of those things so today we'll uh, what else did I know that we'd talk about we're talking about love the divine feminine essence how to rewire our body mind to be more aligned with this divine feminine essence which is in her essence a being that honors her own needs her own worth stands in her own power and essentially is able to put herself first, yeah, which is generally the opposite of what we tend to do, right? And what we've been taught to do and is just part of the shadow feminine, yeah? And what patterns to look for in dating relationships so we know if we are sacrificing our own happiness, yeah, how and why these patterns have become so common and tools for changing the dynamic. Cool. So I will get to all of that in our live today. Amazing. So. First of all, noticing this is a shadow and I always like to um, start these conversations off by saying that self-responsibility isn't self-blame, yeah? When we go into this work, what generally happens is we tend to start seeing our patterns, start seeing our things. The awareness is in the cortical part of the mind, the thinking, the logical part of the brain, right? Beneath that is our emotions and beneath that is the fear-based response. So what generally sits between the not the acknowledging of our pattern behavior and the thought pattern is shame. So we hit shame 
And if we aren't able to penetrate and be with shame, we never get to the core root of the fear-based pattern that's beneath that. And what we do in self-development is we often hit shame and we stay in shame. And it's really, really challenging. And it's a difficult one to, not difficult. I mean, it's all the same. It's all the same processes that we use to be with and to liberate anything, right? But it's a difficult one to rewire because nobody... um, speaks to it that much there's a lot in the self-development world which is just like be more aware of your patterns be aware of this stuff but as it doesn't speak so much apart from like Brene Brown but like you know in that space of like you're gonna hit shame and shame is gonna tell you that you're wrong for all of this stuff and it's going to self-blame and you're gonna want to stay in that cycle and you're gonna want to stay in that cycle because to go beneath it would be to confront the very thing that the shame and the logical thought patterns, the stories is trying to protect you from. So all of that belief system, like all of those narratives of like, I'm unworthy that were sitting in your subconscious that you've now just become aware of beneath that is going to be shame. And then beneath that is the fear-based response in the body mind that caused you to protect yourself through shame of making yourself wrong to then protect yourself through a narrative of I am unworthy. Yeah, I am wrong. So once we hit shame, there is further to go. And if we're spiraling in shame and making ourselves wrong, and that's as far as we're going in our self-development, get in spaces that are going deeper than this. Make sure you're getting in spaces that are supporting you to penetrate beneath that because it's a trap it's a real trap and we can't think our way out of it because what is beneath that what is beneath the shame the fear-based patterns think and I can't stress this enough think in the language of the body they think in sensation so we cannot think our way out of those pattern behaviors We can think our way into the shame layer (laughs) and into like the mindset stuff of like, oh, I have all of these belief systems. And then I can think my way into the shame and recognize that I'm in shame. But the actual body-mind pattern that is at the root core thinks in sensation. It doesn't think in logic. So this is where the embodiment is crucial and that's where the most change is going to happen. So I've just launched my Shakti Temple course too. So I'm going to pop that in there in this group as well because I actually haven't spoken about it in here yet. It's been on my Instagram. Um, so I'll make sure I launch that. And so this is where you'll do all the embodiment. This is where you'll get all of the tools to actually go into this stuff because a lot of development, a lot of therapy, a lot of talk therapy sits in the cognitive, the thinking and then and, and shame and it kind of stays in there and it tries to talk your way out of it. Yeah. So whenever we go into these discussions, if you hit shame, notice that there is further to go. And that is not, it's a not an invitation to continue to self-blame yourself at all. But it's also not an invitation of like to block yourself and be like, okay, I'm just gonna keep hitting this and actually not penetrate any deeper. There is deeper to go, and there are spaces that's a the shame is such a such a such a potent portal for transformation and to go deeper within as to what is actually beneath that and the fear-based occurrence or situation that caused that shame to be so embedded yeah know that if that comes up as a natural response we're all gonna hit it so as we talk if you're like fuck i do that and the fuck and you're straight away making yourself wrong 
it's natural, but see if you can hold that shame. The idea is like, can I hold that shame with curiosity and actually realize that that's a protection mechanism and it's doing a fucking great job. Yeah. You're normal. It's all normal. And you're doing, it's doing a really good job at protecting you from ever having to feel the fear again. Yeah. So notice that shame's a big one and we hit it and we get stuck in it. What we'll always see in society is what I always say, always hit and see in society is a perpetuation, a continuation of shadow patterns because these patterns of like fear, shame, limiting core belief, all of that pattern is very, very quick, very, very natural because it's a survival mechanism. So unless we are consciously developing something different and we are increasing our consciousness, we're working to develop our consciousness, that pattern will always be more dominant. That pattern will always be the path of least resistance. So we'll see more of that shadowy pattern, more of this stuff in society. So how this relates to the feminine is the feminine shadow, the feminine herself, her devotion is love. Think about fairy tales and all that stuff. There's a reason why as a little girl, there is a yearning for that. And we still have a deep yearning at our feminine core for that happily ever after that love that saves us that love that fixes everything that love that defies logic like that is so true and real for us at our core that sense of like knowing love and understanding the possibility of love is our divine feminine that idea of like love does conquer all love is the way is how we guide humanity home to God, to divinity, to the goddess, all of that stuff, whatever your language is. It's like that's how we are the portal through this devotion to love. The skewed lens we have on it is that we place love on a person rather than love as an energy, love as something we are, love as all of these things. We, we place love in the context of like one or a few people So then we place all of our needs, all of our focus, all of our energy on that rather than love as an energy moving through us, yeah, and love as something that we are and can invite everybody into deeper states of. So the feminine shadow when she's not recognising love as, as what it actually is, is she'll be so, so, so terrified of losing love that she will sacrifice everything for it. And this is rife. We see this a lot. And this is where, again, we see more often than not until we're doing this conscious work, that this is a pattern that is playing out most places, that we will sacrifice our own needs in relationship over and over and over again out of the fear of losing love, being abandoned, being rejected because that feels like death to us. So this idea doesn't then mean projection outwards of, oh, my partner, my lover, my ex-partners aren't meeting my needs. Like how dare they? All of that projectional anger and things like that. It is a deep self-responsibility, not self-blame, not shame, deep self-responsibility for, wow, I recognize that I am sacrificing so much of myself, so many of my own needs for love, for relationship, for this person. And I've actually lost a lot of my true essence, which is that I am love. 
I actually do lead, you know, I come first. And this is the lens that we need to start really seeing things through. And it's painful, the pull of it. The first thing that will happen if you start thinking about, it probably might've already happened for you as I said it. If you start thinking about putting yourself and your needs first, generally the first thing that happens is a contraction around, oh, but I'll lose this person or there'll be nobody or I'll lose love. Some variation of that thought process of I will lose love. Yeah, if I were to put myself first and not be there, be available constantly, constantly sacrificing our own needs, that the person will forget me, I'll be invisible, like any of those variations that essentially come back to I will lose love. And we all relate to it. Yeah, we all relate to it because it is a part of the feminine essence. It's a part of our shadow. Yeah, I'm working through this. I still work through layers of this. It is a constant rewiring. And especially for most of us in this generation, you know, I can speak to most people in this space is we weren't modeled from the generations before us what it meant to actually put ourselves first as women. Many of the generations before us were very much in that very strong patriarchal gender role kind of society. But what's important to know is that how do we align ourselves with something when we haven't known it to be true, haven't seen it, haven't had it modeled to us? It's difficult. We need to be constantly doing the inner work to create the knowing and come back to the knowing for ourselves. But if constantly what we're being fed in society, which I know has been a big part of my journey, is that women sacrifice their needs constantly, they're unhappy, they lose themselves, they lose their vibrancy, they lose their life force, they lose, you know, their connection to their pleasure, to their voice, you know, all of these variations on things, whatever your story is and your belief system is, sit with that and get to know that. Because when that's hanging out in the, in the, uh, subconscious we continue to gather evidence to support that and when we become aware of that bring that knowledge and bring that storyline to the consciousness then we can start choosing a different reality it's actually now I open myself up to choose to see something different follow people on social media and get in spaces and align myself with teachers things and places that model a different reality to me so that then I'm seeing that reality over and over and over again. So it's teaching my body mind that something else is possible. And I'm also doing the work internally to know that for myself and to continue to trust that for myself, that something else is, is possible. And it's all possible. Like this is the thing about this knowing is everything is possible. It's just how much of our human conditioning we are willing to go in and penetrate and at what level we kind of, we stop and stay. And this isn't to say we do that inside or outside of a relationship. A lot of healing work happens inside of a relationship and a lot can happen outside. Yeah. So the thing about doing it inside the container of a relationship is that both parties need to be fully willing to show up to that. And what happens is when we're in the shadow feminine and we are willing to sacrifice our needs and the depth of love that we crave in the relationship, we're willing to sacrifice our needs 
is we'll often choose and get in partnership and relationships with someone that's not willing to do that depth of work and to meet us in that and what we'll do instead of recognizing this and choosing something different or having the deeper conversations or whatever it is for you in your scenario we'll do something to the contrary of like just sacrificing our needs in some way and some of it looks like small things and some of it looks like really significant and big things yeah really important to know that that is like the pattern that plays out to be aware of that when we're going into a relationship and what I want to really talk about also is like that this is this is where we start to see and we all have this yeah we start to see the savior complex come in so this has been a big part of my um, journey as well and I think it's a big part of a lot of people's journeys because that is kind of the way that as human beings we seek validity we seek purpose in being a savior and being that person that went in and rescued someone else from their stuff yeah and it's big in the healing space as well is we actually we we get validation from being the person that helped that person and it's a really big one that we need to rewrite because the narrative we need to have is that no one that I'm relating to whether it's in career or relationship is broken or needs to be fixed everybody's whole and complete exactly as they are and we meet each other in that and explore and unpack pieces together depending on the context of the relationship whether it's clients or whether it's a partner rather than I have something that you need yeah and that's that very codependent bond of I've have something you need and so for both of you you need to be in that because where is your identity without being that healer without being that savior without being that teacher or that mother that mother dynamic that we step into and not a it's not an integrated or conscious mothering energy. It's a, I need you to be dependent on me in order for this relationship to work because it's a codependency mechanism. Yeah. And we all do it in some way, shape or form. So there's just different layers and nuances to that and how it plays out. So it's probably, you know, stuff for you popping up already. Yeah. So essentially when we're talking about changing this for one, changing it means we're shifting from a codependent mindset of some degree, which is generally like an inner child mindset to a integrated adult mindset. And to do this is to deepen into our levels of self-responsibility. What that looks like is taking full ownership and responsibility for our own happiness moment to moment in every single day. If we actually can't become happy inside the container of a relationship, we'll self-blame. If we're sacrificing all of our needs, we'll go into a pattern of self-blame where we'll think I have to fix everything within myself and stay in this dynamic. It's all on me negating the other person's responsibility 
yeah, but actually also getting resentful of them that they're not stepping up. So we'll either get in a space where we're completely negating all of our own needs. We're in this space of projection and blame and resentment against the other person, but we're not actually honoring the fact that we are in this space for ourselves of self-sacrifice and sacrificing our needs and in this savior mode. Yeah. That if you just would do this work and you would just do this thing and the moment you show up, I'll feel fully chosen. I'll feel fully complete. And we're throwing it all away for love. So it's like this idea of being the martyr, being the, being the victim in it. And this is where a lot of the anger builds up, a lot of the resentment builds up because we're staying in a space where the things aren't happening for us, yeah, because we're not taking the self-responsibility of I have this dynamic playing out. And so we're not being aware of it or we are being aware of it, but either way it's like there is a self-responsibility piece and either way if like we're aware of it, the dynamic of the relationship is either going to have to end or we become aware of it, we communicate it and then we wait and see what the willingness is of the other person because this is the key piece. We're actually going to either realise that that person is willing and able to show up to these pieces when we're willing and able to show up to those pieces because it's never about projecting outwards. It's always a reflection of like, what am I not meeting within myself? Where am I not stepping up to my own stuff? So that person will either be willing and able to meet us when we recognize this stuff or it won't. Yeah. And that's what we're generally most terrified of is if I was actually to communicate my needs and recognize what they were, start putting myself first is I would lose love and the love would crumble and I would lose this relationship. Yeah. So the mindset shift and the embodiment shift in all of this is to recognize that we cannot ever lose love. This is why I'll always combine the, the pillars of like spirituality, the psychosomatic, you know, therapies and knowings and like the neurobiology and how our brain always works and how our body mind works. And then the conscious action as well, because we, otherwise we're just going to sit in here and not really do a lot and take action. Yeah. So really importantly, we need to have this knowing and this understanding and cultivate this knowing of love as something that we can't lose. Love that is something that we can devote ourselves to. Love is everywhere. And this is the abundance mentality. This is the abundance vibration of whether it's love, money, you know, people, opportunities, whatever it is, there is an abundance of them. We just have to tap into that energy that aligns us with that. So what I hear a lot of with from women is like, you know, we've all been there of like there's not enough men or there's not enough good men. Or there's not enough, you know, maybe it's women. There's not enough, you know, people. It's like there is, I promise you, and you don't need, because we don't need a lot. We don't need a lot. I don't know how many you need, but for most people it's going to be like, I just want one, you know, we're not being greedy. It's like I just want one or maybe a few. It's like I'm not asking for a whole team or, you know, a whole stadium. I just I'm looking for that person that can meet me, right? So you don't, it's not that we need a lot, right? So if you can tap into the fact that, of course, that there is that person. And of course, the universe is going to deliver me that person in the same way that there is an abundance of money, there is an abundance of love, there is an abundance of opportunities. What doesn't work is if we're staying in victim and lack mindset of, 
those people never meet me. I have to sacrifice all of my needs, all of this stuff. And we're not putting ourselves first and we're not showing up with self-responsibility to our own happiness every single day and our own thriving every single day. We're not aligned with that, that vibration. Yeah, we're not aligned with it. So this is the self-responsibility. Can I be responsible for my own happiness every single day? And that looks like when we're in heaviness, when we're in negativity, that we're exploring this through the practices, that we're journaling this out, noticing what our thought patterns are. And then we're going into the areas of contraction within our body and moving them and liberating them. And then realigning ourselves with vibrancy, with pleasure. And this is not to ever say, I will never, ever ask you to bypass anything. Quite the opposite. I will ask you to go into the depths of it to understand it, to stay curious, to stay open and then realign yourself because then you've opened up all of these pathways for the life force energy to actually move through you because before it was all blocked around layers of stagnation and contraction that we've cultivated and collected over years and years and years within our own being that is stopping and blocking our life force. And it's not to say, oh, this piece needs to be gone. The life force is inside, it's in, it's within. You have to go through to liberate it. There's no other way. So it's the journaling, it's the embodiment practices. If you want to learn this stuff, get inside the Shakti Temple. You can go on my website or I will drop the link for it in the chat for this. That's where you're going to learn this stuff, yeah? How to become self-responsible for your own vibration, for your own happiness, for your own pleasure, so you become an energetic match for these things, yeah? Because those moments in life, in relationship, where we want it to be someone else's responsibility, that we just want to stay in our funk. And I know it, having been someone that's gone through, you know, depression, I know the grips of those states of like, I just fucking want to stay here. The world is hard. Everything is hard. Everything's a chore. The hardest thing we'll ever do is take responsibility for shifting that once we have the tools and once it's like, okay, I actually have the tools to do that. Yeah, I have the tools. Now it's my responsibility to show up to them. When we've never learned that we can change it, it's more difficult, but there's, I always believe there's an inner calling. There's always an inner knowing that there's something more. You wouldn't be in this space. You wouldn't be, you know, still going, still moving through it. If there wasn't something within you that said, there's something more for me, there is something out there. There is more love. There is more money. There is more expansion. There is more freedom. There's more liberation, all of those things, but those are all possible. And not only are they possible, but they're here and they're already available. So we're always going to, when we're in that inner child mindset and that victim mindset, we're always going to want something or someone or something, a teacher, me, a partner, someone to come along and save us. Yeah. So when we're talking about it in the context of intimate relationship, we're going to want that thing to come along and save us. So when we put all of that love into a person, we, we get that, we get in that shadow mindset of love will save us, i.e. this person will save us. Love will save us as a concept overall is true. Love will save us. Yeah. Love is the answer when we understand it. The, the beauty of that is, as a knowing, as a concept, that when we put that onto a person, like a shadow feminine will, 
she'll place all of that on an individual. <clears throat> then it doesn't become love will save me. It'll become this person saves me. And rather than I devote myself to love, it's like I devote myself to this person. And when I'm terrified of losing love from a shadow energy, I lose myself and I negate all of my own needs. So the trickiest thing to do, the hardest thing to do and the most liberating thing to do is to start putting ourselves first. And that starts by asking for support, asking for what we need and actually becoming more vocal in that. Sometimes it takes quite a bit of work to rewire that. So when we're putting all of that on another person and when we're putting, we're in that self-abandoning, that self-sacrificing place that has been glorified, let me just say it's been glorified as women. Sacrifice it all for motherhood. Sacrifice it all for a relationship. You know, sacrifice it all. We get confronted by women that are putting themselves first. It is confronting to see women that are like, I am happy in myself. I am happy maybe outside of the context of my relationship, even whether I'm in a relationship or not. I'm also whole and happy and honoring myself and my own needs as an individual. That is the essence of what we need to be cultivating for ourselves on a daily basis. Yeah, so we have to become fully responsible for our own energetic vibration. Otherwise, we're always going to self-abandon. Always, to some degree. Yeah, and again, don't go into shame. It's going to happen. We just keep pulling ourselves out of it. And we navigate it with people. Again, we get ourselves in situations where we've got people that are showing up that are willing to navigate that with us. So we'll always self-abandon when we're not feeling our own wholeness and completeness because we're going to feel more whole in relationship and that's never to say you need to feel all of those things before you get into relationship no you get into relationship with someone who's willing to show up to all of that with you and that you can verbalize all of these things of this is where I'm abandoning I'm noticing myself go into this pattern I'm noticing myself fearing losing the love if I put myself first and you've got someone that's willing to show up to that and support you in that. If we're not aware of it and we're not taking back that, that's the self-responsibility of like knowing our own stuff and taking responsibility for it. We're going to seek out more validation, seek out warmer worthiness, seek out more wholeness in someone else because we've identified love with them rather than love is something that we are and something we devote ourselves to because love does not self-abandon. <laughs> Red flags in relationship. <laughs> Love this. Love this conversation. And this is why social media is such a tricky thing because you just get like one little quote or one little thing and your mind kind of clings onto that. The conversation is so much bigger and so much deeper and so much more unique for each person that to do this work, we need to be doing, using the tools for a depth and level of self-inquiry that majority of people aren't doing. Our ego state is always going to say, give me that answer, give me that quote, give me that thing, whatever I see, I'm going to read this thing and that's going to be the answer. Then I'm just going to change the thing. It doesn't happen like that. The only time it happens like that is when we've been doing the deep self-inquiry and the work 
and there's a piece that's really close to the surface and all it takes is one person to say one thing and you go, oh my God, and there's a huge aha moment. And you're like, fuck, that's going to change for me now because now I recognize that pattern. The ego mind is always going to want it to be that easy, but it's not. It's simple, but it's not that easy, the depth of actually creating the transformation. It's simple. I'll give you all the tools in the Shakti temple. It's simple, but the self-responsibility and the showing up to it will be the simplest and the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life because, again, everything about your ego, your inner child, all of that stuff will say, I don't want to do it. I want it to be someone else's responsibility. It's like that thing of like dragging your ass out of bed, being like, I feel in a funk. It's actually my responsibility to change that for myself. Whereas we want to blame it on everybody else outside of us. We want to blame it on our partner. We want to blame it on our career. We want to blame it on our boss, our friends, all of those things. And it's not saying that those things don't need to change, but we're responsible for changing those dynamics. It's not to say, oh, I need to change myself. And this is the trap. It's like we go, oh, I need to change myself. Self-responsibility means I need to change myself to stay in situations that aren't serving me and that maybe are toxic or unhealthy. I take the self-responsibility to either shed the things that I was doing to project outwards and then those relationships actually up level or they don't. And we actually realize when I take that level of self-responsibility for my life, my choices, those things fall away and they have to fall away and they have to die or they have the dynamic has to change. When you are taking that level of self-responsibility and true like communication and honoring of yourself, your patterns, and you're showing up in that and the things outside of you don't meet you in that, that the only way to stay in those situations is keep denying your own needs it's generally not going to be a situation you want to stay in. Yeah. And that's the reality of it. And that's why we avoid the self-responsibility because it causes us to make decisions, makes causes us to make bold decisions. And also I want to say too, like this, you know, patriarchal narrative is going to, um, you know, I believe in, in deep and profound love that we share. Do I believe in one person happily ever after? I don't know. I can't speak to that as personal experience, but a lot of people that I know in this space are like, I believe that as long as the container of the relationship and we're still committed to love and we're serving, we're evolving and growing, then yeah, I believe in, you know, ever after in that way. But if, if it's not, if it's not serving us, then certain things have to die. Yeah. And that's okay. So this, this kind of narrative that it is, has to be this one thing that we do with this one person and that they have to meet all of these things when actually we're being shown that maybe they're not willing, maybe they're not at that stage, or maybe there's this big realization we had within us. And it's like, I chose this scenario. Maybe that's not serving me anymore. And I realize I chose this from a different vibration. Then that's okay. We have a big kind of uh, pressure around how it needs to look in relationship and my honoring for every individual every part of their journey with you know when they're in my spaces is to be aligned with what's true and right for them in that moment and be taking radical responsibility for their own patterns in that yeah because that's truth and so whatever comes from that space is always going to be aligned always it's not about fitting ourselves into some specific kind of 
box or um, strategy in life. It's about self-discovery and, and self-responsibility, right? And so for everybody, that's going to be completely nuanced and different and individual. And there's apps, again, we love as a concept and all of this, like our evolution and our knowing and our stepping into deeper states of ourselves. There is no time frame on that. Like we, we attach something that's so vast, which is our essence, and we attach it to like an age, like a figure. We attach it to a role, like a career or a role, whether that be motherhood or whether that be partner, whether that be wife, whether that be daughter, whether that be employee or boss or, you know, whatever that thing is. It's like we try and condense our vastness into these spaces. And the, the truth of that is that it can't be. So there is no timeline on this stuff. Like there is no time on love and vastness and our energy. It doesn't know time. So all of these constructs around relationship dynamics, how it has to look, what age, what thing, like all of that stuff is just human fear-based construct. None of us can fit into, like fit our evolution and fit our journey into any of that. Like our essence, like the age thing is just a number for our physical vessel. So I noticed that women get in this space of self-sacrificing more as they age, as their physical body ages, because our essence doesn't age. She's infinite. Yeah. So as their physical body ticks over these arbitrary numbers, we tend to think, oh, there's less opportunity. We go into a lack mentality because that's what society has taught us, that there is some sort of expiry date on us. Yeah. There is never an expiry date on love. There is never an expiry date on our vastness, of our life force, never, ever. And in my experience and my journey, I just become more of it. I become more liberated. Yeah. So it's like, even though my physical body ticks over in these like yearly arbitrary numbers and all of those things, it's like more of my life force energy and more of my true essence comes through and that's the true nature of love that's the true nature of knowing divinity and knowing our actual essence so i think that's a really important piece to keep aligning ourselves with every single day knowing our own vastness and this is where tantra comes into it and this is why tantra is so so powerful and again the shakti temple will give you all of these things so it's like the because it's a, it's a practice in knowing our own vastness, like beyond the humanness. This is why I think Tantra and these practices are so vitally important for women who have been taught that their physical body is their identity and the thing to anchor all of their worth on. And it wasn't until you know, we can do all of our mindset stuff around that as much as we want. We can try and do affirmations as much as we want until we go beneath, like the physical layer is our is our most superficial layer. Our deepest core layer is our divine essence. And until we actually start knowing that and feeling that and being with that and experiencing that, the other stuff will stay as a battle. Yes, we have to know our own true essence. We have to know our divinity. We have to have experienced that for the other stuff and the arbitrary things that we're focusing on and the humanness, the fear-based stuff to start to drop away, Yeah. So this is how we can be totally and fully like 
feel alive and in rapture and in pleasure outside of a relationship, whether we are in relationship or not. So whether that's, you know, we're walking a path and we're not, you know, relating with anyone intimately or we knowing that I am in relationship, but also I'm on my own as an individual being, I can be totally and fully in rapture and in aliveness in my own life and in my own being. Yeah. So noticing when there's like these red flags in relationship when we're dating of like this person is actually telling me that they can't be in this, that they, they aren't ready for what we want. Maybe they're unhappy within themselves and they're telling us all of these things. And our default is like, I don't want to lose this person. So I'm going to wait. They'll get there. All of a sudden we've shifted the dynamic into that I'm sacrificing love and now I'm becoming the savior. And what we're doing is we're actually straight away shifting into an enabling situation. So if somebody is like, I can't meet you in it and you hang around and they're like, I'm not ready for a relationship and you hang around, it's on you. They've told you, yeah, the long and short of that is like, that's on you. If you're waiting for them to change that, that's a dynamic that you need to shift within yourself. And if they're like unhappy within themselves, and they're not showing up to change that within themselves. It's one to be unhappy, but doing the work. And there's another to not. And if they're not, and they're relying on you and you're coming into this like leadership or their savior role, you're, you're straight away in a codependent scenario. You can't thrive in that. They can't thrive in that. Yeah. So just red flags are things that people are telling you that you're ignoring. So once you get to know these patterns within your body, mind of self-sacrifice and all of these pieces, you're going to know the difference between, oh, that feels aligned and this feels like a pattern pull. Yeah, but it takes, it takes deep work to get to that point. So what we need to know more clearly is, can I notice when I stop putting myself first? Can I can put that into practice now, start putting my needs and myself first and see what happens in the dynamics of your relationship ask for what you need, ask for the support, do the things, go on out there and put yourself first. A, notice how difficult it is and B, notice what happens in the relationships around you when you start doing this. Do they rally to support and say, fuck yes, like get behind her, she's doing all of these things. Or when you start claiming them, are these people being like, oh, I can't meet you, you're asking for too much, I'm not there with you. And then you've got the answer. We're just so fearful of hearing the truth because we think we lose love. We never fucking lose love, ever. Love is everywhere. Love is in everything. We never lose love. Love isn't that person. There will always be more love. There will always be more love in the form of another person. So it's like we can't lose love. But if we're running from ourselves and being like, oh, I don't, like it's this person, it's their fault. And... They need to meet all of these needs within myself without me actually stepping up and realizing the role that I'm playing in, in that of like, I'm actually not asking for my needs to be met. I'm not meeting my own needs. And we're putting that all on the other person. And then we're walking away from relationship after relationship and saying it was their fault. All of these things projecting out was actually not recognizing the deep patterning within ourselves. And we're like, oh, there's always more fish in the sea, but we're we're self-abandoning in that too because we're not realizing our full potential. We're not recognizing the layers of conditioning. We're not recognizing our own patterns. Yeah, a lot of that, like this, there's, there's more fish in the sea. Like it can be said from a very deeply rooted grounded place, but more often than not, it's, it's said in a way of like, oh, it's their fault. They're not enough. 
I'm going to just like find somebody else and repeat these same patterns. Unless we can come out of each relationship and each dynamic and take full self-responsibility for our contribution in that and why it didn't work. And that could have been that we chose somebody and we self-sacrificed the entire time. That can be the dynamic. We're just going to repeat it again. So that's the level of self-responsibility. And so that level of self-responsibility means knowing and listening, you know, to the red flags. So it's about rewriting that pattern for ourselves. And can I recognize my own divinity, my own wholeness? What's also noticing the humanness that we're always going to feel not enough and all of those things that pattern is always going to be there it's part of the protection it's part of the shame it's part of the dialogue that we have yeah the more we go in and excavate and unearth those pieces and integrate them with love the easier it gets the less those things kind of spin in our mind and, and take control of our lives yeah yeah so just recognizing i think i have wrote down how to rewire our body mind to be more aligned with our divine feminine essence. Like we've covered that, but I think it's really, really important to know that and really let it land that in order to be in service to love as a being, as a woman, which is being in service to our relationship, we have to prioritize our own thriving we aren't in service to love when we're not because we're often in resentment anger projection all of these pieces we're not in service to love we again we think we are but we're not love does not self-abandon so rewiring that pattern day by day what would i do now if i were to prioritize myself yeah and looking for that self-sacrificing when we're going into dating and relationships, look at in the relationship you're in now, look at in the dating, look at all of that stuff. It's like, do I straight away ignore the things that they're telling me where they can't meet me? And I either don't communicate and ask for what I need and stay, or I don't communicate and ask for what I need and move away. Neither of those are supporting us to step into that divine essence neither of those patterns yeah so like if it is someone's telling you they can't meet your needs and you're actually sitting with your needs and you're saying okay well these are my needs I want a relationship of this, this kind and I know that you're not there so it's best that we go our separate ways that's communication yeah and that's owning our own stuff saying self-responsible for our own stuff or I'm honoring my needs and this is what I want. This is what is important to me. Can you meet me in this? And it's a no. And then we stay. <laughs> so this is the ultimate question that will really be the deciding factor in how this plays out in relationship for you. How much resistance do I currently have to being fully responsible for my own happiness? Not as a general overall, like moment to moment happiness, to changing my vibration in the moment, to going into my emotions, to moving them, to feeling, to showing up to it. How much resistance do I currently hold or how much resistance do I have in my life to changing that dynamic for myself moment to moment? 
and then allowing the situations, the people and the things to change either with me and walk on that path with me or fall away. That will is the key. It's the ultimate question. How much resistance do I have? And if it's like a lot, I want to make it somebody else's responsibility, even unconsciously, or I wish there was another answer. That'll be the, the gauge and that's where we'll be met. We'll be met at that vibration. Always be equally met at that vibration. Always, always. This is why it's never, there's always something within us that we're playing out that's causing the dynamics and the situations that we're getting ourselves into and that we're attracting. It's always a vibrational match on some level. So that saviour, that kind of mothering, that codependent mothering dynamic, not the healthy mothering dynamic, like that will build resentment. It'll erode attraction. It'll erode sexual attraction. Um, it'll erode polarity. Yeah, build codependency in relationships. So, so watch that, the idea of like, I need you to need me in order to be happy. Yeah, so I actually want to hear about your struggles because I want to be that person with the solutions, yeah? And again, it's we all do it. So don't be like, oh, my God, I'm doing that and I'm the worst person in the world and all this. No, like it it's plays out for all of us. It's part of our shadow. We all do it. It's part of the shadow of every single human being on the planet, yeah? So a woman, a woman, a feminine being guides people home to universe, the universe, to divinity through her embodiment, through her being, she guides people home to love. When fear and wounding intersects this, we straight away become the caretaker. We become the codependent. We become the savior or the unintegrated mother. Yeah. That's when fear and wounding intersects it because we feel not whole and worthy. Yeah. And that's the inner child wounding on both sides because you're going to attract somebody that desires that to play out. Yeah, so one does one partner is going to desire to be saved and one person is going to rely on being the saviour in that. Yeah, so, yeah, just know that because I hear this a lot in my clients. I've seen this a lot in my life of like that resentment that builds when that fear and wounding, wounding intersects what love actually is and what we are as women and so to be the guide home to love we need to thrive we need to embody that amazing maddie said i feel more vast expansive and in my essence at 40 than i ever have fuck expiry dates exactly like this is the essence of it and of course we're going to have society telling us different things. We're bombarded with it. We're on social media. It's like constant. Again, get yourself in spaces that are teaching you something different. Get in the Shakti temple. Get in those spaces that are supporting you to know your essence, know your true divinity, because I promise you it's been the catalyst and you're saying for Maddie, it's like the catalyst for something that is so much greater beyond the physicality like it blows my mind um, how little I even really focus on how you know my physicality is or how I look and things compared to you know in my 20s and I think that's also a, a maturing thing as well um, for a lot of us I know that you know if we're on this path and doing this work that generally happens um, for a lot of women as they just become more comfortable and more easeful in their own skin um, but tantra and the vastness and the practice with energetics and knowing our own divinity just like 
amplifies that, magnifies it. It's like that on steroids, yeah? And it just, it just like fast forwards that and it just speeds that up and we just know so much more that is way beyond the physicality. And that vibration in itself is something that I desire for every woman to embody. It's so, so, so important and so needed, um, especially in these online spaces. It's so needed. Yeah. Like that'll fucking heal the world. Right. So I'm going to post the link for the Shakti temple because I keep saying that I will. And then I don't, and I want you guys to be in there. And it's also a, I've made this one super, um, accessible price-wise. So it's only $199, which is a very low cost container for me um, because I've just posted the link in the chat. So that's super, like that's all of the things, all the things we're talking about, all of this stuff to like embody that essence and, and, and know that all of this stuff for yourself, just have the tools to be able to, you know, move this stuff, know this stuff, come back to alignment so that you can be in energetic alignment. So you, so you can know your own vastness. So you can know what's beyond this like box that they've shoved us into of like, you know, there's ages for things that we have to like fit into a box of like physicality and like all of this stuff, like all of this work we'll do in there is giving you so much permission to be something far beyond that. And then live your life from that space because that's the liberation. And this is the stuff that I see again and again and again to have the greatest impact so if you're curious about that if you have questions if you're nervous about it or whatever I am here send me a dm send me an email do all of that stuff because I'm always here to support and just you know come back to you and and um you know welcome you into a space that feels really safe and nourishing and all of that stuff so just know you'll be held and supported um, and it's going to be a really beautiful journey. Um, but yeah, if you have any more questions on this topic or something in here, let me know. I'm always happy to talk into it more. So I'm going to love you and leave you. Um, have a beautiful day and I'll see you in here next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you took away plenty of juicy nuggets of wisdom from this episode. Stay tuned for more goodness coming your way right here. And if you feel the calling to dive into your personal healing and thriving, join our Facebook sisterhood, Embodied Feminine Power, or head on over to kerry-louise.com. Love you.